Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from Cat Swamp Road over in Warren County, New Jersey. And if you're listening to this Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, then it is December 31st, the last day of 2022. And if you're listening to the Encore Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, then it is January 1st, the first day of 2023. Boy, it's amazing how that works, right? And you all know we get together both Saturday and Sunday at those times on Rural Radio, Sirius XM Channel 147. And that's exclusive, baby. That's the only place you could hear this hot rod farmer from New Jersey on Sirius XM Channel 147. But if you happen to miss it, then the following week, all right, you could go to my website, farmmachinerydigest.com, and you could hear the entire episode as a podcast. So you may say, well, Hot Rod, you told me it's the only place you could hear it. It's the only place that you could hear it, all right, for the first time it airs. It only airs as a podcast after it runs on rural radio so that is just like if you were to record something right and you wanted to play it back then you're hearing again but this was it's the premiere the first time all right on rural radio sirius xm and hopefully you guys had a wonderful and blessed christmas holiday and are excited about the new year about 2023 i am excited about it because i started to tell you last week on my Christmas show, but Motor Mouth here, the hot rod farmer, went too long and I got cut off. What I'm hoping to do, what I want to do, is get you, my audience, more involved with Farm Machinery Digest Radio and uh, throughout this coming year. And I want to bring I want to bring you on board. So reach out to me at Hot Rod Farmer at FarmMachineryDigest.com and we could open up a discussion. What I want to try to accomplish is to bring everybody knows something and somebody else doesn't know. I don't have the market cornered on education. And because we are blessed with such a varied audience and varied geographic region with this radio show through satellite, through Sirius XM, it goes to all over North America. But then as a podcast, currently I have, I think, 55 countries that are listening So uh, to the show as a podcast. And then my other show, Idle Chatter, uh, that has listeners in almost 100 countries. I think we're at 95 and 96 now. So I want to bring your knowledge onto the show your experience your practical application because hey i've i've never grown rice i don't know anything about the equipment used to harvest rice i've never i've never dairy farmed all right so i want to talk about i want to i want to get your first-hand experience and bring that because that's what this show is all about it's a transfer of knowledge and i as i said i am not the I I don't have the market cornered on knowledge, so please reach out to me. We'll have a discussion and uh, see what experiences you have with your equipment, and then we will bring it to the table here on Metaphoric Table, right, to the airwaves of SiriusXM. And then this week, what we're going to discuss today for the new year is we're going to discuss fuel density. And that's a question that has come up to me from a lot of listeners and I'll tell you a little bit of backstory about that after the, after the short break. But fuel density is akin to the fertility of a crop. Just like if you want to grow 300 bushel corn, you have to fertilize it for 300 bushel corn, right? 
Well, the whole idea is that the fertility impacts the yield of the crop, but the density and the energy content of the fuel impacts the efficiency of the engine. And efficiency is a broad-based term. It's not only fuel consumption, gasoline or diesel, but power, all right? So we have to understand. And the, the sad part about it is that just like you have variability of the soils in your field all right or if you're a dairyman and you have one cow produces a little bit more milk than the other well we're going to find out right after this short break that the same thing is happening with fuel and there's not that much you could do about it but at least if you understand what's going on that it makes it a lot more palatable so remember agriculture runs on machinery but profits on reliability catch you in a few minutes beyond alternative and discover a world of emerging indie artists and groundbreaking sounds on Sirius XMU. A commercial free mix of innovative music from bands, producers, and singer-songwriters alongside classic sounds from the artists who inspired them. Indie Music Discovery is on Sirius XMU Channel 35 or listen at home with Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant, or however you stream in the house. Hello, I'm Ethan Wayne. John Wayne and American Experience is in its second year in the Fort Worth Stockyards, and visitors are loving it. Come spend a couple hours and immerse yourself in Western nostalgia. Get a unique look into Duke's life that's only available here. All right, mister. You asked for it. Tickets available on johnwayne.com, or they may be purchased at the Cowboy Channel Bar across the street on Exchange Avenue. Reserve your tickets now. How can natural products help you raise bigger and better crops? I'm Darren Hefty. In recent years, natural products have exploded onto the market claiming to improve soil health and plant development, making it tough to make the right decisions for your farm. That's why we're devoting a full day to our Ag PhD Naturals Workshop Thursday, January 12th at the Morton Center near Baltic, South Dakota. Our research team has spent years testing hundreds of natural products. We want to share with you what we've learned. For more on this free event, go to agphd.com. While you're there, check out our other Ag PhD events we have coming up, including agronomy workshops in corn, soybeans, and wheat, a tiling clinic, and two days dedicated to helping you better understand soils and making your own fertility recommendations. There's a lot of great information here, and we can't wait to share it all with you. To learn more about these events and to register, go to agphd.com. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from Cat Swamp Road. And what we're going to be discussing today is fuel density. And I'm going to make it very simple. We're not going to, it's basically chemistry, but don't, don't get nervous. All right, so now we're not, we're going to make it very simple because I only know how to make it simple because I'm not smart enough to make it or educated enough to make it any more complicated than that. But what I'm going to what I'm going to say to you is think in your mind I'm going to use a road vehicle instead of a piece of farm equipment because it's going to be easier for you to envision this in your mind. And we've all had a road vehicle, gasoline or diesel, and we use it to 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 whatever going on a trip, going to a town, or whatever. We're putting accumulating mileage or in Canada kilometers on it. 
And we look at the gas gauge and we say, geez, you know, this vehicle usually is able to go about, I'll use miles because I'm in the States here, 100 miles on a quarter of a tank. So if you fill it up, excuse me, and you went 100 miles, it should have about three quarters of a tank or so. And now you're looking at the gas gauge and you say, oh my God, I went 100 miles and I really didn't drive anything different, drive any differently than I have have in the past. Uh, The weather conditions are are not that much different in this particular instance than they were the last time I bought fuel. And I only went 70 miles or 80 miles, no matter a quarter of a tank. So you say, well, maybe I didn't fill it up enough. And you forget about it. And then you just move on. And then you go and say to yourself, okay, now I went from a quarter to a half, right? So uh, from three quarters of a tank, excuse me, to a half. And you could see that for all intents and purposes, a rough calculation in your mind is that for some reason you're getting less fuel economy on this on this tank of fuel than you have traditionally in the past that you've averaged right and you and that's why i always like to check the fuel economy in all my equipment and i like to check the fuel economy on everything because it's a telltale of what is going on it's a telltale of it's a predictor of what may be happening so so now you go and you run that tank of fuel out and then you fill back up again and then all of a sudden now you're doing the same let's say you're going to work with it you're driving or you're on a road trip or what have you right that the, the amount of what i'm trying to imply here is that the type of use is the same it's not like you say well i was running empty and now i'm hooking it hooked, hooked up to a trailer or i'm sitting and idling or whatever so the use is the same and now you see instead of going 70 or 80 miles on a quarter of a tank you're going 110 miles approximately more or less right eyeball uh, from a quarter of a tank so from full to three quarters so what is happening we've all experienced that if we're paying attention and uh you could also find it on your farm tractor your spray your combine what have you but it's easier to to paint a mental picture with words for a road vehicle well basically in essence what happens is that the density of the fuel most likely has been is different it did not change while it was in your tank the density of the fuel you bought is is different than it was from the last time and from the next time so a good rule of not a rule of thumb this is concrete is that if you get less fuel economy from a tank of fuel than you could and the conditions are more or less the same they don't have to be ideal because if you listen to like AAA, they say oh the weather conditions well the weather conditions impact things i'm not going to deny that but usually if the weather conditions are the same and if you're coming off your farm and you're using the vehicle locally or whatever then the weather conditions from july 2nd to july 4th don't change that much whereas if you say well i'm going to compare fuel economy from july 2nd to february 2nd well that's going to that's going to change because of weather conditions so the density of the fuel is paramount just like the fertility in a crop you can't fertilize for 100 bushels of corn and get 300 bushels per acre the density of fuel is paramount because it is a it is a indicator of the energy content of the fuel now if somebody is a is a chemist or just scientist other indicators also in the fuel but this is a broad based just for you to understand what's happening so 
the density of the fuel is going to impact how much energy is in the gallon of fuel, all right? The most, we buy fuel by the gallon or by the liter if you're up in Canada. So we buy it by a volume. We do not buy it by a mass, all right? If we bought it by a mass, it would be a different store if we bought it by a weight. So so if the energy content is less, then the engine is not going to go as far or do as much work is probably a more accurate way to say it on a gallon of fuel. Now, I'm, if you're a racer of some sort of type, and I'm a drag racer, is that you get used to testing the fuel's specific gravity. And the specific gravity is measured with a special hydrometer. And um, if I, it's hard for me to explain it, but it's a simple test right, once you have the instrument. And whenever you're reading specific gravity of a liquid, the standard that it is comparing to is water. So specific gravity is based upon a comparison of the same volume of water, the same, all right, and um, compared to whatever fluid you're checking, whether it's whether it's diesel fuel, whether it's gasoline, whether it's kerosene, whether it's jet fuel, what have you, it makes no difference. So the specific gravity, if the fuel is lighter, then in theory, it will have less potential energy. And if the fuel is heavier, in theory, it will have more potential energy. But now we have to add some caveats to this because life is not that simple, right? So we're going to talk first about pure gasoline, E0. So if you look at E0, what the government mandates, and I copy, I got these numbers out of a, a good textbook, not from, you know, from thin air, is that with gasoline, all right, the government mandates that regular grade E0 gasoline has a BTU, British, British thermal unit, which is a, a heating value, all right, that's the, that's the metric, it's a heating value of 112,114 to 124,388 BTUs per gallon of gasoline. So that's a pretty big range. All right. So what the what the industry more or less says is that it takes it as and says that the that the median point is around one hundred fifteen thousand BTU per gallon of gasoline. But BTU and specific grav or specific gravity, I have to say, has to be measured at a certain temperature. So just like if you would look at you say, well, you know, a certain amount of moisture in corn or in grain, right? The thing is that so the specific gravity is read at sixty degrees Fahrenheit. That is the industry standard for specific gravity and it's a weight measurement compared to water so the industry standard the metric the standard is always against water you're not testing water but that's what it's that's what it, it that's what it is measured against all right so the industry will say well it's about 115,000 but the acceptable range is that it's going to be between approximately 112,000 124,000 BTU Oh, excuse me, uh, yes, BTU per gallon. Now, if you fill up at the gas station, and then we're going to get into diesel, and you fill up at the gas station, and it happens to be 112,000 BTU, and let's say arguably your tank was almost empty, the engine is going to run fine, but there is less fertility there. You're not going to get 300 bushels per acre, all right, because there's less fertility. So the engine is not going to be able to do as much work 
and the vehicle go as far on a gallon of fuel. And thus, in a practical sense, how do you measure this? By fuel economy. So your fuel economy will go down. So let's say arguably that you went and you ran the tank completely empty, all right, and you now filled up it and, and it's 124,000 BTU gasoline, all right? Now, interestingly enough, you could have bought the gasoline from the same station in town, all right? Didn't have to be another station, another brand, because every load of gasoline that comes to a retailer varies within that range of of energy content, BTU, British Thermal Units. So now you fill up and it's 124,000 BTU. Well, all of a sudden now you're going further on a quarter of a tank. You're going further. Your gas mileage has improved. All right. Nothing changed with the car. Nothing changed with the weather. So arguably, let's say you went and you pumped the gas out. It's the same day, same weather, same everything. And now you could put 124,000 BTU gas in instead of 112,000 BTU. You're going to go much further on a gallon of gas. All right. So now let's go to the diesel side. We were talking about E0 right there. So let's go to the diesel side. The acceptable range in BTU for diesel, and it's also and and it's also going to be at uh, this, the specific gravity, which we didn't get into yet, is, is also tested 60 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm stumbling over my words because I'm looking at my, my chicken scratch numbers here. 128,488 to 138,490 BTU. So you have that big range, all right, of 10,000 BTU with diesel fuel. So if you fill up with diesel fuel, all right, and people say, well, I buy a premium diesel fuel. What is premium about it? I'm a big proponent of premium diesel, but I want to know what premium is. Does it just have an additive package in it? Does it have higher BTU? I doubt very much if anybody is going to claim it has higher BTU because just like gasoline, base gasoline without any additives in it, diesel fuel is sold as a commodity, and I've said this many times. So then again, you happen to fill up with 128,000 BTU, the engine is not going to go as far on a gallon of diesel fuel with a farm tractor or what have you do as much work on the, as it would be with 138,000 BTU. Now diesel is a little bit different because it's compression ignition. So there's a lot of other components in that fuel that are going to affect the throttle response, the economy. Gasoline is more forgiving simply because it is spark ignition. The arcing of the spark plug is igniting it excuse me, and the diesel fuel needs to ignite through the the heat that is generated in the cylinder. So now let's get back to specific gravity. And specific gravity is read as a decimal because it is compared to water. 0.999 is water, so it's always going to be it's it's going to be less than that. All right. So now the government mandates that the specific gravity of E0, all right, E0 is between 0.720 to 0.780. That is the specific gravity. And now if you, that, that is of E0, all right? Now, if you were to, um, and, and that's read at 60 degrees Fahrenheit, and there's a temperature compensation chart. So if you say, well, you take a temperature of the gasoline when you're testing it, or the diesel fuel, it's okay, the gas is at 58 degrees, the gas is at 72 degrees, it's at 80 degrees, and you compensate for that. 
all right now e10 has approximately 27 percent less energy per gallon all right but it is a little bit heavier that's why i said in the beginning is that you have to know what your fuel is so the specific gravity is on the higher side than e0 you may be 0 0.78 all right but it's going to end up having less energy per gallon or i shouldn't say e10 excuse me straight ethanol has less energy per gallon but ultimately when it gets blended in with e10 the btu comes down to around 111,000, which would be about 3.4 percent less than the lowest grade e0 if that makes sense <clears throat> so basically in essence what is going to be more paramount in the energy content of the fuel is the base fuel not the ethanol so if you have e10 it's 90 percent base fuel so if you happen to get a a load of base fuel that is the higher range of the energy content then and you add 10 percent ethanol to it then yes you may actually have more energy than e0 that has no ethanol in it so this is this variability variability of, of going across the field now when we come to the diesel side the specific gravity of diesel without any biodiesel in it is around 0.82 to 0.88 so diesel fuel by itself is heavier and then a rule of thumb is because it is heavier it has more energy content and whereas the industry says that the average for unleaded gasoline e0 is about 115,000 btu per gallon when it is e10 it's around 111,100 btu per gallon the industry standard more or less the average is around 100 they're claiming 137,381 but then again if you get a diesel fuel that that was that has very very low weight to it as far as specific gravity is concerned then they will not have as much energy content so the thing is here now that i drove you completely crazy and confused you all right i want you to think of it before we go to the break as variability in the field so just like you go through the field with your combine and you could say oh man over here i'm getting 310 bushels per acre i fertilized the same i did everything the same and then 300 feet away you're down to 290 bushels per acre and then you keep going with the combine right and now you're up to 305 there's that variability in the soil structure in the field maybe this got more rain maybe the water, all this variability all right we'll just blame the soil well the same thing is going to happen with the variability of fuel whether we like it or don't like it it's a fact of life and that and when and as an engineer from the automobile industry when we tested a vehicle when we test an engine we calibrate engine we would buy three to five thousand gallons of fuel at a time take a btu rating on it take a specific grav specific gravity on it and we would we would have a we would have variability but in five thousand gallon increments 
all right? So we would have that variability, but we would document all that because that is going to be so paramount to the calibration and the tuning of the engine. So now, at least you understand to a certain extent, can you do anything about it? No, but what you can do is find, a, you could find a brand of gas or that happens to have a chemical composition, even though the base fuel is going to change if they add a lot of oxygenates to it or different types, types of oxygenates. They could have the the highest BTU content fuel, and if they use a certain type of oxygenate, it's going to steal it, and it's going to basically kill your fuel economy. RFD-TV is the number one source for market and commodity information as it happens. We focus on the stories that are important to farmers and ranchers across the country. Weekdays on Market Day Report, our team covers policy changes on the federal and state level. U.S. producers trust RFD-TV more than any other news source. So join us for Market Day Report on the TV, the app, and even Rural Radio 147 weekdays starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 Central on RFD-TV. Rural Radio is the first and only national radio channel serving rural Americans on Sirius XM. Nowhere else on radio can you catch Western sports every single day, making Rural Radio the undisputed leader for Western sports coverage. Between our coverage and downloading the Cowboy Channel Plus app, you'll have access to any major Western sports news and events 24-7. Rural Radio Channel 147, the agribusiness and Western lifestyle channel. With industry-leading premiums, several delivery windows, and zero-basis contracts, your opportunity to profit with Benson Hill high-protein, non-GMO soybeans has never been better. Some Benson Hill soybean varieties are higher in protein right out of the ground, contributing to more sustainable food manufacturing. The majority of farmers in our program earn more per acre planting Benson Hill soybeans than commodity beans. Lock in your best premium on 2023 contracts while acres are still available. Visit BensonHillFarmers.com to earn more. Hi, I'm Kelly Phillips, and if you love great stories about Texas, then hop in and travel with my husband Bob and me as we explore the Lone Star State. Every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Rural Radio, Channel 147, exclusively on Sirius XM. If you've scanned the Sirius XM dial looking for outdoors radio, hunting, fishing, the shooting sports, you know there's not a lot there. But you will find it here. Rural Radio, Channel 147, Kinder Outdoors, Saturday mornings at 9 Eastern. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. If you have any questions on fuel or fuel density specific gravity, please feel free to reach out to me at Hot Rod Farmer at FarmMachineryDigest.com. But at least now you know the rest of the story. And we're going to get, it's time to meet me in the farm shop. But first, we have Tex Rubinowitz sing from Ripsaw Records. Come on in, buddy. Let her rip. Yeah, ready, Tex. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. And he's going to catch that little mama because she's got that high-density fuel. All right, you ready to meet me in the farm shop? All right, sit down, pay attention. 
Almost every new engine today does not have a throttle cable attached to the accelerator. There is a sensor connected to the pedal and an electric motor opens and closes the throttle plate. This is called drive-by-wire. If you are not an aggressive driver, the motor that opens the throttle plate will hardly ever experience full travel, making it lazy and eventually prone to premature failure. Occasionally, when it is safe and legal, accelerate with the throttle floored for a few seconds to exercise the motor and extend its service life. Just do not tell a police officer that I told you to do that. Now, that's on gasoline engines from probably the past 25 years, 20 years, and it's also on many tier four diesels found in pickup trucks and light duty vehicles. So it's very important for you to exercise that engine, that that, that engine, well, that's the drive-by wire motor. So listen, I want to thank you so much for tuning in, and I want you to know that the Hot Rod Farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher in my beloved, beloved America. You have a blessed day, and I'll catch you next week, and it'll be 2023, full bore, baby. Bye-bye. What can you do to make your corn crop more successful? I'm Darren Hefty. On Thursday, February 9th, we're going to answer that question at a free Ag PhD corn agronomy workshop at the Morton Center near Baltic, South Dakota. We'll talk about water management, fertility needs, finding success in cold soils, and we'll discuss how to protect your corn crop from weeds, insects, and diseases that rob your yield potential. Whether you're shooting for 300 bushel corn or just trying to be successful in a tough environment, don't miss the free Ag PhD Corn Agronomy Workshop. Register now at agphd.com. While you're there, check out the other Ag PhD events we have coming up, including agronomy workshops in soybeans and wheat, a tiling clinic, two days dedicated to soils, plus a whole day devoted to natural and biological products. There's a lot of great information here, and we can't wait to share it all with you. To learn more about all these events and to register, go to agphd.com. My friend and I here want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. So be sure to tune in Monday, January 2nd for the 134th Rose Parade. Our first appearance in the Rose Parade was such a great success that we're doing it again in 2023. Then stay tuned for the premiere of Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom Protecting the Wild directly after the parade. It's an adventure you won't want to miss. Hey, y'all know me. It's Jeff Ticker Earhart. We talk the cow stuff, the all-new cattle battles. We'll throw some rodeo action in there from time to time. Markets, everything in between. Ranch it up every Saturday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM. I'm Mike Campbell from Libertyville, Illinois, and I listen to Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM.